Welcome one and all to Last Stop Penn Station podcast featuring Carrie Silken and Ian Riccoboni. They dive deep into Carrie's wealth of stories and no subject is off limits. From the world of wrestling to his ticket agency, growing up in New Jersey, drug-fueled underground days, hustling in the French Quarter of New Orleans, and endless days and nights in New York City, every story is worth telling. Welcome to Last Stop Penn Station. Ian Riccoboni, Carrie Silken. Carrie, I am spent. Absolutely. <laughs> Emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, someone said to me today, uh, were you tired the next day? And the recording, we had uh, the Ring of Honor final battle show on Saturday. Yep. We are recording this on a Tuesday evening. And mm. that question I was asked by a friend of mine if I was tired. The next day, I said, I'm still tired. Yeah. It was very, it was, it was wonderful, uh, but it was physically and emotionally draining. How did you feel? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely emotionally draining. Although I'm, I'm in hindsight, I think we said this last week, we recorded the TV. So there's going to be new episodes of TV through Christmas. And I got to have the final word on Ring of Honor Wrestling, as far as I know. And I'm glad we did that first or else I would have been ugly crying the entire night. Uh, you know, when I made that sign off and, and you'll you'll hear it um, in the coming weeks, it that took the most out of me because I knew that was that was the bookend. You know, whether it was the end of the chapter or the end of the book, that's that that took a lot out of me that, you know, the minute that was resolved. So for final battle, it was um, it was a couple of emotions of, of a different kind. Um, you know, for the TV taping, I'd assumed it might be the last time I'd see some folks. And for Bandito, that might be the case who, you know, get well, Bandito was not able to make it due to COVID. Um, you know, for others, I knew I'd see him at the pay-per-view, but, uh, the pay-per-view was maybe the final time I'll see these folks at least for a while or maybe forever. So well, let's hope it's not forever. I had the yeah. same experience. People are saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see you down the road. Right. You know, unless I drop. No. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, uh, there. hopefully there will be more Ring of Honor. Uh, and if not, um, I will see people at, you know, other events. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's talk. Well, I'll start. I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a little rest here. You know. Me with my fragility at, in my as you my say fertility old, fragility oh, fragility in my old okay. age, you know I just wanted I just wanted to be able to uh, get the th- through the thing physically with my various ailments and mm-hmm. uh, I got lucky on Friday the ride down there was no traffic except that one damn spot <laughs> when four night where that blue route. Yeah, 476 into 95. Correct. Heading south on 476 to 95 south. That's tricky. It was a minor couple of minutes sort of backup. It wasn't like a standstill. Yeah. So my timing was good. I left here about one o'clock. 
I felt okay. My back was cooperative for for the most part. And um, yeah, when I uh, arrived at the hotel, the very first person I saw was uh, very first person I saw was uh, Zane, mm-hmm. the video guy. Yeah. So he was pulling in a lot. That was good because I said, can you help an old guy with his bags? <laughs> <laughs> so Zane helped me. And then uh, I I was scheduled to go to dinner with Gary Juster and whoever else wanted to go. Uh, he had um, our friend Gator, the cameraman, was there, mm-hmm. as well as his parents. Wow. Very nice people, yeah. as well as Mark Brown. Mark Brown, yep. And uh, director Silas Young. Mm-hmm. So that was it. Was originally scheduled for eight. Yeah. That was late. So I was in the lobby because what else am I going to do? I'm going to sit in my room and watch the TV or I'll watch a movie. <laughs> so I was in the lobby, and first person I saw after Zane was Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. and um, it was really for me. Um, and I told him this to his face. You know, it's it's poetic justice that you're here, my man. <laughs> right. You should have been here, but it's cool. Um, you're here. And he was happy to be there. He, he was. was happy to be there. He came up to me and said, Ian, I saw you taking pictures with everybody last time. We need to get a picture together. And that having known Jay for a while, um, that was nice because he was, the you know, he, he was one of the, the folks that I... An inkling could go somewhere pretty easily if he desired to. And he was not at the last TV tapings, but for him to come back and, and, uh, you know, thank you again between Billy Corgan of the NWA for allowing his talent, Scott Demore from impact and Tony Khan, uh, from AEW to allow, you know, Jay Lee in particular to be a part of the event, despite being under contract. Who did Scott Demore allow to be there? Deanna Perrazzo. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there. Are, so I'm sitting with Jay. We sat in the lobby for about an hour. I invited him to dinner. I know Jay. He His plans sort of, you know, vary with the wind. And he's, he, at first he was like, yeah, I'll go out. What time are you going? I said, I'm not sure. Gary said eight, but I'd like to go earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm really hungry. And he goes, well, then all of a sudden... He's telling me he's on this intermittent fasting. Yeah. And I can't eat past 6 p.m. Yep. Because Jonathan Gresham looks so good. He does. I go, what? You, what, what? You're like, you're out of shape? He's not. No. So uh, Jay sauntered up to the, uh, to the, he bellied up to the bar and uh, ordered some food. I'm like, well, he's not going to go to dinner with us. Yeah. And then uh, Gary came down. Mm-hmm. Um we hung out in the lobby. Uh, guys were starting to filter in Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis, uh, so on and so forth. And uh, eventually uh, I went out with Gary and uh, to the great Sabatino's. Mm-hmm. And in case people don't know, like Sabatino's was a, uh, a haunt of the wrestlers. Yeah. In the 80s. I think it was its heyday, probably yeah. because they would keep the bar open to uh. like <laughs> four in the morning or till whenever uh, these guys would leave. And uh, 
So Gary goes there. You know, the food's good, but Gary likes to go there out of old time's sake. Mm-hmm. You can't get a job as a waiter or a waitress there unless you're in your mid to late 60s and you're crusty. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we, we had a nice meal. Um, so when we drove back, it was, I saw you, it was about 930 and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know this better than I do because you've been to every show and I've been very intermittent mm-hmm. uh, pandemic or no pandemic. You know, there's this uh, splintering of the guys. Yeah. You have a little crew that likes this and that and another crew that likes this and that and another crew that likes this and that. So you had Chris Hero and some guys. My, yeah, myself, right? Burger, Eli Ison, right? Yeah, going over some wrestling stuff, and yeah. Chris giving his spitting some knowledge out, which that he has, which he has plenty of. Yeah, and then you have guys uh, hanging out at the bar, and mm-hmm. other guys uh, doing what they do. Normally, I'm I'm the stay in my especially with COVID, especially with COVID. Normally, I'm the, the stay in my room. Play video games, do what I fiddle on my phone, do an audio book, do some podcast. Uh, this time though, I I didn't want to be alone. I you know, I went right because it was the last one, and made it a point to spend some extra time with Todd Sinclair and uh, to see Chris Hero and and uh, and Chris. We watched, you know, Chris and I like uh, Chris likes all kinds of wrestling, obviously, but. Uh, he and I were on a bad wrestling kick. <laughs> we were okay. watching some of the worst. What was the highlight of the bad wrestling? Oh, or my the low goodness. Light? I showed him a guy named, uh, well, I, I won't mention his name because he's a local guy. So I don't, I don't want to. Shomli Wong? No, no, no. Uh, I did, we did go over Larry Nelson from the AWA's interviewers. He was an interviewer and a play by play guy, but he was notoriously hyped up. And even in his book, he references. Well, there's a reason he was hyped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. In his book, he, he admits to doing more cocaine than humanly possible. And so uh, we watched a lot of those and, and we're having a good, uh, a good time at, at poor Larry's expense. May Larry rest in peace. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you guys were watching rest, the wrestling and I stopped in to say hello, <clears throat> then I moseyed up. Uh, Bruiser, Beer City Bruiser's wife came down mm-hmm. and uh, I said, where, where, is it? where are you? Where's everybody? Go, oh, Brian and, and uh, Matt are up in the uh, room. So I did the classic. I went to the room 617 and I closed the people and I went, security. <laughs> so, anyway, the huge bribe below this open the door. Like what security is going to mess with him. Yeah. So I hung out with those guys for, for a while, went back downstairs. Um, probably had a, an, an extra glass of wine that I shouldn't, that I paid for the next day mm. with a little headache. And then, you know, that Saturday, the normal, healthy human wouldn't think like I do, but I was like, I got to pace myself. I got to, I can't be on my feet too much early. Last time in Baltimore, um, I got to the building too early. It's a big building too. Right. And uh, so I waited, you know, the call time for the guys was around two o'clock, I believe. Yeah. So I didn't get there 
till a little after three. And a lot of people were early this time. Now, keep in mind, the start wasn't until seven. Right. So the and uh, normally they set the call at five hours before knowing people would be there at three, three thirty. It's not kind of a hard and fast, but they know, you know, wherever you set the time, there's going to be people that's, that are late. So if they set it at two, they expect you to be there at three, three thirty. So, but people were there at one thirty. I was there at one thirty. There was plenty of people already there. Right. By the time I arrived at three ish. Yeah. I think I was like one of the. Very last people to right. get there. So it worked out. <clears throat> it worked out good. Um, just as you said, with um, taking a picture with Lethal, uh, everybody was doing the let's get a picture. Mm-hmm. And why not? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I took it really, really easy. Um, we did our... Uh, group picture by the ring at 530. Mm-hmm. And um, when the, they said to clear the ring because the doors were opening, it's, I moseyed up to the front. And, uh, you know, so that when the fans were coming in, I could you know say hello to a few. It's funny, you know, with the COVID thing and everything. And look, let's be honest, you're, you're, you're hugging enough of the people that you know. Right. But I'm getting all these people that I don't, you know. Yeah, and and the the wrestlers and staff. Everybody are, are tested co- negative. Correct. We so, thank God we had no right. positive tests. We got tested. So yeah. if I'm hugging <laughs> these staff and wrestlers, at least I know they're COVID free. Right. These other people, <laughs> and some of the fans I know, some of the fans I recognize, and there's others that you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know him from Adam's cat. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, Greg H. You knew. And, of course. Yeah. Greg H. And Mary Kate and Courtney Jean and uh, the twins from Kentucky. And the list goes on and on. Right. And Missy Chirac. And there's uh, you know, the whole group. That's what I liked about this. I saw the, the OG fans. I saw the current mm-hmm. fans and just a, a real nice. But it was amazing how many people. It was overwhelming, um, and I've experienced this before, but it was a different vibe. It was overwhelming to have so many people come up to me, you know, thank you. And uh, well, I'm like, thank you. Thanks for, you know, supporting the product and sticking mm-hmm. with the product all these years. And, you know, you're here. Uh, people were sad. People were asking what's going to happen. Is this really the end? I said, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know. And uh, so doors were open. Uh, before you know it, it was I knew that the pre-show started at seven. So I get to walk out to the pre-show for possibly my last my last time. And uh, I ran outside to have a to to fill my nicotine void and I was talking with Danny McDivitt mm-hmm. and Kevin Eck. And thank God I, they were positioned right. They were in that main. Corridor. back, yeah, yeah, behind, but not within the doors. Okay. And all of a sudden, double B. <laughs> thank you, Bobby, for he come. He goes, Carrie, we're starting. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. 
uh, the pre-show countdown thing was playing and uh, there I was standing with Bobby and just looking at him. And uh, I made sure just as we you did and uh, have done before, and I'm sure you did it at the garden, to just soak it in. So in other mm. words, when I walked up the steps yeah. and the locomotive breath kicked in, instead of just walking down the steps, I just stood there for about 10 seconds. Not so people could cheer me, just so I could just soak it in. Yeah. And uh, after about uh, 16 bars, I'm like, let's go, you know? And, <laughs> and, uh, Mark Brown was the, Mark Davis was nice enough to put the the, the uh, railing. There you go. Right, and um, off we were off to the races. And yeah. uh, great pre-show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How about that flip from PJ Black? You remember yeah. that the, the Canadian destroyer they call it the Black Flip? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that was that move. I've seen it three times now, and it never that never gets old. That, uh, but it was, um, I I got an entrance also. And oh yeah, that was the first time I ever it clicked. It clicked for me what was happening when people were very excited to see me because normally it's usually polite. They're hey Ian, you know, yeah, Ian. you hear like one or two people Ian. Yeah, uh, they were raucous. <laughs> Yes. Uh, for everybody. Yeah, not just myself. And I took a couple steps out to the stage, and as I started to, I almost started to go down the stairs, it got kind of jolted. I had a physical reaction to what was happening. And uh, that was something I won't forget. That's the first time I've ever been overcome. I, I think I was, you know, at the garden, I was trying to take it in, but I was also nervous. I was sure. also, um, you know, that was the big one. And and by now, two years later, it's almost two, almost three it's, it's, I don't want to say it's old hat to call an event, but you know, it's the different types of gravity hit you in different ways. So, yeah. yeah and, uh, so when, in order for, for me, I mean, I can't do what you do, you know, to, to be on for four straight hours. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> so I, uh, I was bouncing back and forth. Of course, Bobby, he says to me, well, you're going to be here for the women's match. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He goes, yeah. so, I'm like, yes, I will. So I made sure to be there. And this is nothing against the women. No. Bobby just knows that, that occasionally you have to you have to move around. And he, and he has a lot of pride. He has a lot of pride in the women's matches, as he should. And, yeah, he just wanted to be sure <laughs> that you were there. So I, I saw the, the, the wonderful tag team ladies pre-show match. Mm-hmm. And then I certainly was at ringside for the uh, ROH Women's World title match. Mm-hmm. And I was at ringside pretty much the whole show, except for the match prior to the Briscoes, because I knew I had to go with Ian and Caprice. Mm-hmm. So, and then from there, go to the ring, to sit by ringside for the final match. So I was out there 70% of the time. Um, I ran upstairs when the uh, surprises, I knew the surprise guests where, where, you know, I was told where they were. So I went up and I met 
uh, the former Braun Strowman. Oh, very cool. And I went up and met the FTR guys. It was interesting. Um, Jeff Jones, uh, I don't know who brought Braun Strowman there, but Jeff Jones brought the FTR guys. And I said to Jeff, I said, do they know me? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, come here. So we went <laughs> over, which guy is the bald guy? Um, I believe right. I believe that's Harwood. Okay. I believe. He told me, and I may have, I may be mixing this up. He told me that not only does he, I didn't say, do you know me? I said, <laughs> I said, Carrie Silicon. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, it's it's so cool to be here. I, I said, well, thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. What do you, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, do you remember that I was on a Ring of Honor show? Yeah. I go, yeah. I really don't. Yeah, it blew Jim Cornette's mind because. Well, he, that, he told me that Cornette brought him there. He did. And then it blew Cornette's mind years later that the team he loves, because he loves FTR and they're a great team, that he absolutely loved him. And then somebody told him, hey, that used to be, and I forget what his previous right. name was, but. And he he was like, well, that makes a lot of sense because I liked him then and I liked him now. And yeah. And the other the other FTR guy yes. with handsome man with the with hair. Wheeler. Yeah, he, Wheeler told me that he had come to some Ring of Honor shows as a fan mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. So um, they absolutely knew the product, knew knew of the the history the legacy and they knew uh they knew me they were really cool and thank you for not blowing that surprise because i was i love to broad i love to broadcast i didn't know i didn't know diana was coming i didn't know the fdr was coming i kind of started to figure it out but i wanted to you know i didn't want to confirm it makes it it so much better it does and then i I had no idea if braun Strowman was coming what a massive man adam sure I got a picture with him. I'm sure I, you'd... I I should have. I saw him later. It's ridiculous. I gave him a hug, <laughs> and then yeah, my well, arms didn't fit around. It. Well, you know what you could do at the same time you're giving him a hug. Oh, geez, yeah, <laughs> you're I, perfectly positioned. Yeah, the guy's gigantic. I, man, you talk if there, you go to NBA games, you see these seven foot guys, and and they're still you know kind of thin. They're athletic, but they're thin. You see Adam Sure. He looks like he's an he's an action figure. He looks like he's a him and EC3. He makes EC3 with all due respect. Right. EC3 look small. It's amazing. And right? EC3 is gigantic. Do you think like um, Andre the Giant was really bigger than I can't, the former um, Braun Strowman? I can't cheer. I can't. I mean, um, Carrie, like, I, there's there's a reason this guy was the WWE champion. I mean, you walk into the that the the fans EC3 was getting the right reaction. The fans were booing what he was saying and mm-hmm. booing. And th- then he said, "Release the Titan." And out in front of our broadcast position comes Adam Sher, former Braun Strowman, and the fans just went, "Oh, like we're impressed! Like holy crap! Like and I've never heard a reaction like that. I've never heard fans just." It took the wind out of him. It in a good way, in the best way possible. It was just like I can't believe. Number one, I can't believe he's here. Number two, this this man's huge. Yeah, I mean, he, folks, the guy is so big. <laughs> you, you, you can't. I mean, we're not doing it even any justice. No, and I've stood next to Hulk Hogan. I've stood next right. to Warlord. I've stood next to these massive this these 
EC3. EC3 is the thickest man I've ever met until I met Adam Shearer. Adam Shearer must wear a 64 size chest suit jacket. <laughs> Who were the other two guys? The one was Wesley Blake. Uh, Wesley Blake was in WWE. He was in the Forgotten Sons. With my friend Steve Macklin. Uh, Steve Macklin is now an Impact. Um, and then the other individual, I believe, is, is one of the personal trainers. Okay. Who I believe is training to wrestle that Caprice has actually wrestled or is in the same circles as Caprice in the North Carolina area. Right. Okay. So um, some of the highlights, I, I was showing our producer, AJ, and uh, my friend Liam, our friend Liam, uh, the kid, the, some of the highlights I showed him the opening match of the pay-per-view, which was... Uh, Dragon Lee and Ray Orris. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And that was incredible. Arm burner. And then I zipped it ahead to... I, I would have never, ever expected... I knew it would be good. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm going to say, right? Kenny, Kenny King, King and Shane Taylor. Wow. Those guys tore it down. Dynamite. And they're not known... I mean... they're. That's they, not their they, style. They can go. For. Yeah, that's but not they, their style. They're known right. for. Yeah. But man, they were fantastic. Um, that's a perfect brawl. That was a perfect grudge match. We're gonna settle this. It was. It was wonderful. The, there was only one problem with it, though. <laughs> Nobody not, could follow it. Right, no one. I, so no one. <laughs> it, it, it took the it took the wind out of the sails because the, the girls' title match was next, and that was fantastic. And it was fantastic. Yeah. But on the entrance, I felt bad for. It took Willow the crowd a little bit to get back into it. Roxy eventually was like, you know, come on, people. Yeah. And they got into Willow at the end. Yes. And they, they loved yes. Willow and, you know, great effort from Roxy. And Deanna came out. Deanna got a holy, a holy shit chant. Right. If uh, it wouldn't have been a pay-per-view, that would have been the perfect place for a, a intermission. Right. But I thought there was some beautiful symmetry with the women because the first ever match in the restarted women's division was Mandy and Deanna. Okay. And Mandy gets the pin in the six woman. Deanna comes out, makes her return to conclude the women's title match. I thought that was pretty neat. It's kind of an Easter egg. I think that was that unintentionally occurred. I think it was a really nice coincidence. Yeah. And um, what else did I show AJ? Then, I, oh yeah. Then, then of course I had to feature my great commentary. Yeah, you, you were great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like comic relief. No, you um, were fantastic. I, uh, you know, Ian, Ian asked me to to comment to be the uh, color person on the Briscoes against uh, Taven and Bennett, and uh, I graciously graciously accepted. But then I walked up to the side, the side of him during the show. Saying, I just want to do like half. And, I, and I'm, I'm calling the matches. I'm cutting Carrie's mouth into me. And I know what Carrie's saying. And I'm just like, I'm waving Carrie and giving the thumbs up and the peace. And the, hey, can you move? Because we might get a desk on cam shot. <laughs> because my, I got a hot mic and I can't yell. And I already yelled at Brian Zane because he wrote down too many notes. And I said, just, I, I said, I, it, I legitimately, I said, fuck it, man. Just feel it. Fuck it. You wrote too much down. Put the paper away. Good. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. So that was fun. Um, I, I, I powdered out, but I mean the Briscoes against, uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. One of the greatest tag team matches I've ever called. Unreal. And then I showed it again. I watched it on Sunday when I was back here by myself and then I showed it to AJ and then I showed it again today to my friend Joe from my office um, 
because even if you like wrestling, this pro wrestling, the slightest bit, yeah, you're not going to be bored right. with that. You know, the action was just ridiculous. And I think for me, I think over the years I've grown to like the tag team wrestling the best because there's so many things you can do and it never gets old. I'm not saying the singles matches do, but the tag team wrestling, they threw every wrinkle you could throw in. And that match, I don't know if I've called a better match. I don't know how those guys are able to... Um, you know, uh, remember mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's just incredible. Plus, you know, you're getting bounced on your head. Yeah. A dozen well, times. Even with the one move to the outside where, where poor Jamin got knocked down and he took his bump on the back, but then his head slammed against that 50 pound barrier, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was nice seeing the Briscoe family. Right. <laughs> they must have taken a bus there. Well, they turn out when they turn out. And I had the pleasure of announcing number seven. Yes. For, for Mark and uh, his family. So congratulations wow. to Mark Briscoe. Number seven on the way. <laughs> so all that led to the final match, which was Jonathan Gresham against Jay Lethal. The original Ring of Honor belt was brought back. By by me and uh, yeah, um, it was it was fantastic. Uh, what a nice touch with the whole locker room breaking kayfabe, mm -hmm. ba you know, baby faces and heels. Right, just everyone gathering around the ring yeah. for those final few minutes, and um, they came really close because you know when the pay per view when it's when the when, when the eleven o'clock bell. <laughs> blows yeah. yeah that's it that's it yeah that's all we got that's satellite time you know right. these honor club events we can stretch it but this is honor club and pay-per-view and the pay-per-view is you're, you're done you're done yeah. but they 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 hit it right uh congratulations jonathan gresham uh we mentioned last week that you know he came in at 2011 mm -hmm. and uh worked his ass off traveling all over the world and uh so he's leaving. He's leaving with the Ring of Honor belt. Um, he's doing a show. Uh, Terminus, Terminus, I believe, yeah. is the name of his. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, besides the Ring of Honor World Title, the pure, Josh Woods is going to be there. He's the Pure Champion. Yep, he'll be there as well. Jay Lethal will be there, right? Which is pretty neat. And uh, that's what I liked about this show because I think we mentioned it last week. There's it, it's. It hasn't been bad, but it's just been weird with AEW, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I root for those guys. I think everybody does. Uh, you know, and there's just kind of so, how do we treat it? They're our friends, but they're, you know, the whole bunch of them went to start up the same company. You can never be, begrudge anybody for making more money or having a bigger platform. But it was still kind of like, hey, well, you know, it felt like we had something special and then they were able to capitalize on it. And you know, for me to see FTR come in and to see Jay Lethal and to see Deanna and to see the Hex, Allison K, Marty Bell from the NWA, that's pretty neat. And that's something we didn't have as much of as, as much of. And right. It's unfortunate this didn't happen earlier. <laughs> right. Well, and I'll tell you what, though, there's something to be said about, you know, Strike when the iron's hot. And I think that's what most disappointed me after the show because it, 
it felt like we had a 10 out of 10. It felt like not only was there, it was, it was a home run, but it felt like a grand slam. Well, yeah. Monday morning, um, there's got to be a morning after. <laughs> Monday morning, uh, our good friend Dave LaGreca, mm-hmm. uh, I called him at quarter to nine real quick. And I said, did you, are you, you going to talk? Are you going to lead off with Ring of Honor? Of course, I'm leading off Ring of Honor. Awesome. As a matter of fact, the whole show is going to be Ring of Honor. And he had Bobby Cruz on mm-hmm. at uh, 1030. So they were discussing, uh, he and Bully Ray were talking about the show. And uh, they're playing, uh, the, the blame game came up. Mm. You know, but um, I spoke to Dave today. I did a podcast, you know, a, not live busted open. But sure. I, and uh, I told him, uh, you know, and, and Bully Ray was a big part of Ring of Honor for the last uh, three, you know, three years yeah. prior. But, um, hey, we're lucky that Joe Koff went out of his way to keep, you know, make sure to keep the doors open. Yeah. And the lights you know, on. For 11 years, 10 right. years, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, no one considers all this. Um, sure, guys uh, want you know their livelihoods at stake. Sure, guys have families, and uh, but I just wanted to you know, and it's oh Matt, you know oh if it figures Carrie saying that because it's one owner praising another owner, but it's the truth, you know. So Joe, Joe and Greg, uh, you know this this could have ended it's a long time ago, right? Yeah, right. and and. I was there when the rumors were going on that it was going to end a long time ago. Right. Right. So, um, it's, uh, it's the end, it's the end of an era, but I understand you have a big announcement. Yeah. So I was on, uh, Leanne Valley with love, which is a nice little podcast here where, where we live, Valentine, Bethlehem Easton. And, uh, I announced there I'll be headed to new Japan, at least for one event. Um, potentially for You're more. going to Japan? Oh, no. Au contraire, bonjour. Uh, at least not now. Um, Kevin Kelly has a breakneck schedule. He'll be he'll physically be in Japan for most of the month of January, if not the entire month. So I'll be filling in for him in Seattle doing their New Japan Strong show. So that's a, sh- a live. And it will be it will be cut for. Is uh, it is it a live show like a, a pay per view style or is it like a TV taping live? It'll be a TV taping live to tape style. Okay. Event right. So it'll be uh, usually it's been from what they do they they do a tour style. So it'll be one event at usually about four hours and they'll cut it up into four one hour ish pieces. This one's called New Beginning USA. And what city is it? Seattle. That's cool. It's in Washington Hall. It's sold. It's pretty much sold out. You right. know, they're they're literally, you know, maybe one ticket left <laughs> or so. I should go buy it. There resell you it. go. There you go. <laughs> so it's it's pretty close to sell out. There's some cool VIP packages to meet some of the guys like Brody King uh, will be there. Uh, Jay White, Jonathan Gresham started to compete again more so for for New Japan Strong. So who knows? I mean, New Japan's always been a great partner. We might see that belt turn up in New Japan. You know, we might see it turn up on. Uh, and uh, Terminus, you know, who knows where that belt may go? Well, I, it, we're not uh, breaking any confidence here, but the belt is turning up. Like I know Josh Woods right. has a couple of defenses coming up this weekend. He does. The pure titles on the line. I know Jonathan Gresham is certainly defending the title at, at uh, Terminus. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he has dates before that. Yeah. So 
the and the Briscoes. I don't know if they're defending it with game changer or not. Right. But well, maybe that's an interesting piece because they have the game changer belts. They have the the uh, Ring of Honor belts. FTR is the AAA champs down in Mexico. So somebody could, it could be like, you remember that picture of Ultimo Dragon where he's got yes. seven titles? <laughs> I mean, one of these tag teams, you know, it, but whatever happens there, you could have triple champions. Maybe they go to Impact, quadruple, AEW become quinta, or, uh, you know, pent, pentag- pentagonal <laughs> champions, you know, who knows? Octuplets. Yeah. Um, so, so should we expect to see the Briscoes on uh, AEW this Wednesday? I don't know. Um, I don't, I, I didn't ask, you know, I, uh, I like surprises, right. <laughs> so I didn't ask either. Yeah, but it was it was nice too because, um, you know, our our producer Delirious, I, I think he was moved at the event, and I'll give you an example why. Um, you know, in our production meetings, he usually has one with Caprice and I just to kind of go over the general beats of the mm-hmm. story that he wants to make sure we know and, and we hit, and then we have a bigger one, and and then the one with just Caprice and I, he said. Yeah, mention, you know, we mentioned AEW before. There's no bad blood. Like I said, it's just always been kind of weird, you know. Uh, but, you know, I think hopefully that's going away a little bit because I got a lot of people we really like over there. And he said, yeah, he said that anytime you mention them, mention Dynamite, 8 o'clock, Wednesday night. Mention Rampage, Friday nights, 10 p.m. You know what really, I'm sorry. You know what really sucks that, that um, although, Adam Pierce made a really nice tribute. He sure did. And even a YouTube video. But, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, WWE doesn't allow these guys I know. to do that. And, yeah. you know, so at the show, if you saw it on, if you saw the show. And they put them on week by week with bonuses, including our good friend Colt Cabana, who. I was wondering about that. Yeah, he and, he sent one in. It was long. It was heartfelt. So okay. it didn't make air because of its length. But yeah, if you haven't seen the broadcast yet, there's some very nice tributes from Brian Danielson, Eddie Edwards, CM Punk. Adam Page. Adam Page. Adam Cole. Jimmy Jacobs. Jimmy Jacobs. Always a princess. Yeah, and the Young Bucks. I and think. the Bucks. Thank you, AJ. And then the ones on the week by week included Chris, Christopher Daniels, Cody, Colt Cabana, probably leaving somebody out. but Right. But, yeah. I mean, you know, guys like Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. Uh, who used to call Steve Carino after Ring of Honor shows and tell him how much he liked him. And who still followed the product. And who still enjoyed, who still right. talks glowingly about Ring of Honor. You know, But um, I got some, you know, you know how rare it is to get a phone call anymore. Sure. I got some nice phone calls from, uh, I got one from Cabana. Wow. I got one from. Kyle O'Reilly. Wow. And uh, who else? Someone else in there. A couple others in there. And I got uh, I got a bunch of messages uh, from the Bucks. They watched the show. Um, Jimmy Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, number of people. It was also nice to see, you know, uh, Prince Nana, who, by the way, yeah. it was cool that he was he was on AEW. He was a, very cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I good. love Nana. Yeah. Good for Nana. And uh so, and we also, uh, I just wanted to say something real quick about uh, uh, Jimmy Rave. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Jimmy. Um, yeah. He That was your era. He was a Sam Wright. 22 years old, he came in. 21 years old. And he was a star the minute he stepped. Came in, 
before I was sole owner, mm-hmm. 20, 20, I, he might have been young. He, he could have been. I know that his, when he well, was. Well, he was 39. He, yeah. he passed away at 39. So, yeah. duck days, he was like 21. Mm-hmm. And here's this blonde haired, classic, you know, matinee Southern idol matinee idol and good wrestler. Yeah. And uh, he latched on with, you know, latched on is not the right term. He teamed up with Nana. Yeah. The embassy was a big deal, man. They were. You know, and somehow the gimmick started with people throwing rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> right. And when we went to London, <laughs> it was an, an, inordinate, an inordinate amount of toilet paper. <laughs> and I used to, I, I couldn't stand that part because it was just like, it took too long. Right, to clean up the toilet right. paper. Yeah. But um, Jimmy Rave, um, very sad if anyone knows about struggling with substance abuse, I do. Um, you know, it just, it, it just sucks. But um, Jimmy was a big part of Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. you know, a part of that early success. And we saw other people come down to visit us, you know, uh, even guys, and they had more than a cup of coffee. Ernie Osiris. Yeah. Ken yeah. Phoenix. Hey, Grizzly Redwood. And uh, the great Diesel. Jay Diesel, yeah, Joey Diego, yeah. <laughs> what a nice guy. He is a nice guy. Yeah. And uh he's a guy that I'd call it two in the morning. For real. You know, he's a guy that if you needed the shirt, if you needed a car or shirt off your back, a ride, if you need to move across country, Jay Diesel would be would be there. Right. Which right. yeah. And and um Ernie as well as Ken Phoenix contacted me in advance and I told him, listen. It's because of this Maryland State Athletic Commission. Right. You know, like, you know, naturally they want to go in the back and say sure. hello. I, but they were very respectful. And in the end, they got they got to. Yeah. And uh yeah. So um R.I.P. Jimmy Rave. Um Yeah. And uh yeah, so we uh we're gonna continue last stop Penn Station. We'll Probably take a break for the holidays. Sure. And um, maybe we can do another Christmas list song where I forget my own number one song like I did last year. <laughs> <laughs> or list give my top ten and have it be fourteen again like I did last year. <laughs> you know, and uh, this this whole thing has, uh, you know, M- Mike G, my 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 dear cousin. Uh, he worked, you know, we worked hard for, you know, a year and a half in editing this book, the last stop Penn Station book, but it has to get a final edit. Mm. I can't have too many eight balls of coke and glory <laughs> holes in there. I don't know if you can ever have too many. I mean, that's your life. I mean, that was your life. And we've talked about this, you know, you've, you've, you've lived. An amazing life and your life continues to be amazing. Think about all the amazing experiences you have. And that's it's just the truth. It's what happened, you know? I made a I made a crucial mistake on Saturday. Uh-oh. I had it in my mind, but I I, I forgot. Tony Deppin okay. had posted about three weeks ago oh, no. on a random tweet. And Tony Deppin for those who know, he's an excellent wrestler. Yeah, former he's, TV champ. He's a neighbor of ours, Shemokin. sort of. Yeah, not too far off Lives the road. now in Pottstown. He's involved right. in a brewery. Yeah. He's very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Good guy, wife and kids. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in his Twitter post, he's like, 
something to this effect. I've traveled all over the world, but I've still never seen a glory hole. <laughs> Which uh, we will, you know, we'll keep him nameless, but there's a Ring of Honor legend who made the same comment, and you helped him locate one just to see it. He didn't participate, that's right. but just to see it, yeah. We'll keep him right. nameless. So, um, and that was recent. <laughs> that yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I forgot to mention that. Um, <laughs> Hey, you know what? He's he's probably seen one and hasn't noticed. You know that Delaware rest stop? You you put me hip to the fact and I I went I stopped there on the way back. It's there. Any rest stop. Well, the, there is an explicit one. Oh, really? Available at the Delaware now, rest stop. Now, what did you think they would uh repair it? I I think it's one of those things from, you know, the expression the call was coming from inside the house. Okay. <laughs> I think that they they're aware of it and that someone involved in that situation well, might be using it. And they don't want to repair it. I'm going to give you a hot tip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to, to close last stop Penn Station oh in its normal, filthy fashion. <laughs> a few years ago, Alice Cooper and Motley Crue played with Alice opening up. Oh, wow. And Motley Crue, it was Alice and Motley Crue at the Allentown Fair. That's five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, big crowd. And I went with a good friend of mine, our friend Chuck, uh, Carpet Chuck. And uh, it was good. I was thrilled Alice Cooper was going on first. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't need <laughs> to see. I'm sorry, uh, fans of Motley Crue. Um, you don't like Nikki Six? They, they, they put on a great performance, but... <laughs> I, I'm good with, you know, 60 or, you know, a, a, a short Alice Cooper set is fine with me. Anyway, not only, well, I'll give you two hot tips. The first one <laughs> was that me being in the ticket business for so long and now in this era of these platinum packages and these golden willies and everything, <laughs> they were trying to sell front row center at the Allentown Fair, which was under the guise of a Motley Crue VIP package mm. where you get to meet meet and greet, photo opportunity, front row center, swag bag, yeah. and a legitimate meet and greet for a, for a mere 3,000 a ticket. I'm not making this up. Oh, my goodness. If you go online for all the time. Anyway... I, so, I, so the day of the I wouldn't show, pay that for Bruce. I mean, you really Bruce have to be, yeah. really love someone and have a lot of money. But yeah. they, so the day of the show, and I had tickets that were like the sixth row. They're a little not dead center, but so I said to Chuck, I said, "Hold on, let's not go in yet." And I went up to the window and I just said, "You know, Allentown Fair is another place, it's just like Sabatino's. Yeah. <laughs> if you to work there, you have to be in your, in your mid sixties and have folks. been there for a long time." Yeah, oh yeah. There's a little old lady, and I'm like, "Do you have two? Do they release it? Do you have two good, really good seats? I'm taking my son." <laughs> and the woman's like, "Here's sir." And there they were, Section C. It's A, B, C, D, E. Those A and E's are way on the side. Yeah. You know, section C, row one. So what they were were the $3,000 tickets that, you know, 
And a couple of people that were next to me <laughs> are there with like a Motley Crue badge yeah. and a bag of shit. <laughs> and I'm saying these guys, yeah, they weren't too, they weren't, you know, they liked Alice Cooper, but they were just waiting. Yeah. These were the people that paid the three grand. Wow. They probably had their house repossessed the next month. <laughs> so, so, and, but I didn't tell you. So, so before Alice came on, I'm like, now, let me go take a leak. Now, you know those horrible bathrooms they have. There's a couple of troughs still up. Right. I'm not, a, I'm not a big trough yeah. guy. No, I don't know who, anyone who is. No. But, but they have the, so they have these temporary wood. They're not portageons. No. They're like wood shed. Oh, I'm familiar. <laughs> right. They're within the boundaries of the, of the grandstand. Admittance. Right. Right. And they were festooned with glory holes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Intentional or just Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, over, yeah. you'd, all they would have to do is just tip a little bit piece of plywood. <laughs> but I guess through popular demand, <laughs> you know, the, you know, and, and, um, so if there's a, if there's an act this summer yeah. that you want to see oh at the Allentown <laughs> Fair, just keep in mind there's, there's glory hall access. Oh it's my stage right. Stage. Oh my goodness! Look at that. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to Last Stop Penn Station. Thank you, AJ, for helping us with this project. We'll be back after the holidays. Um, thanks, Eric, for doing the notes for us a long time, as well as our friend Brandon helping out. And uh, thank you, Ian, oh, thank for being you. such a great co-host and listening to these crazy stories. Everyone always says, the, the, my, my friends of mine and people that are familiar with the product, they'd say, we, we make such a good pair. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my 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 sleazy low down uh, nature and your squeaky clean young man innocence just bond perfectly to form a brand new glory hole. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that uh, that's one way to describe it. And, uh, Another way is a great team. That's uh, you, myself, and AJ, and our listeners. So That's right. We appreciate you listening. Maybe we can get back together next next week for a for a holiday holiday yeah, themed we'll episode. A holiday special. You know, yeah. uh, I don't want to make this run too long, but it's almost fitting. I was thinking about it. You know, yes, the shows have been released, but I get messages and people ask me like. They want to hear more about the camel. They do. They want yeah. to hear more about the weeper. Yeah. They want to know more about, you know. Do you know, is, I get notifications. We are regularly on the charts in Israel. Israel specifically. It was Ireland for a while. Now it's Israel. I also saw Finland. Yes. Popular yeah. Finland. So I, I, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to the, our Finnish listeners and our, <laughs> and our Israeli listeners. It's true. So, I mean, it, it's wonderful. I'm glad. I'm glad folks are still engaged because those are amazing and so fun episodes. Maybe we can revisit. Do you have any a good few of these stories? You know, maybe a Christmas episode. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see what we can do. Um, but uh, in the meantime, if we're back next, if we're not back next week, everybody have a merry Christmas. Yeah, merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. 
Absolutely. And we'll see you next time right here on Last Stop Penn Station. We hail you for listening to Last Stop Penn Station podcast. Rate, review, like, subscribe, and share on your favorite platform. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or at laststoppennstation.com.